Hey, podcasters, it's your host, Kristen, from More Than Rich, shining a light on your financial underwear drawer. And today we're talking with Mary Elizek. She is our wonderful and amazing customer service specialist at Carlson Financial Services and was actually born and raised in Long Island, New York. We love that. She moved with her family to Florida straight from high school where she resided there for 36 years. So she is a recent transplant in Raleigh, North Carolina and loves exploring both the east and west coast of the state. Her business background includes over 30 years in operations and customer relations management and is really excited to bring a wonderful holistic approach to Carlson Financial Services. When not at work, her pastime includes working with her husband of 38 years, gardening, cooking, and she's a great cook because she has the Italian background like I do, saving animals of every kind. Mary currently owns two new pups. They are lovely. And her nickname is Mrs. Doolittle because one year she actually was instrumental in her neighborhood in spraying and neutering 17 cats and five dogs. So we love that she is also a humanitarian. Mary is the first person you will meet when arriving at Carlson Financial Services and is an absolute people person. So since we are talking about customer service, Mary, welcome to the show. What makes customer service special at Carlson Financial Services? Thanks, Kristen. Great to be here. Well, at Carlson Financial Services, we maintain a very specific standard of care. Our client relations department is our priority, and we like to make everybody feel like they're part of our family. It's just an extension of our family, and we like to love on them because just like our grandparents or our parents always told us, do unto others as you would like done unto yourself, we want you to feel loved and welcomed um, in our home, which is our office at Carlson Financial. They fondly call you around the office, um, as I hear clients come in, Aunt Mary. Uh, Is that a testament to your family love that's bestowed upon the clients? I I think so. Um, I'm used to, even in my neighborhoods growing up, everybody called me Auntie Mary because I like to take everyone under my wing, and I like to be very affectionate and very open with people and learn about them and have a relationship with them. And so I guess I become part of their family in essence. We love that. I think uh, family is really... Hopefully, it's it's considered um, a bigger part in, in business going forward because we all know that we spend so much time at the office away from our family. So it is really an extension of our family life. So what is your advice for top customer service best practices? What can you instill on our audience today? Well, customer service needs to be an area of strength and not an area of weakness. You want clients to return. And every company needs great response time, great empathy, efficiency, and they need to have solid resolutions. Clients will come to you with problems and you have to have answers for them. I believe that you're on sinking sand if you don't apply these concepts. Anybody who is in a client relations department is really part of the glue of the company. You want company referrals, you want clients to be pleased with your services, and so they're going to always look to you for that. And today, 
you look on the internet and everything is ratings. Everybody's giving four stars, five stars. And so you want a positive relationship and service to be the key so that you can have positive results from clients. And why is it so important to nail that first impression? Wow. Everybody has experienced this. You walk into a company or you uh, answer, you call somebody, and the first thing you hear is a voice. Is it friendly or is it not friendly? Do you feel welcome or do you feel unwelcome? It's really important, your first impression, because you are representing not just yourself, but you're representing your entire company that you work for because they're going to say, this is the standard this company has if they have a negative person you know, at the front desk or at the door or the first person that they speak to. So you have to really be a positive, enforced area of the company so that you can make a client feel totally welcome and that their first impression would be, wow, I like doing business here. Yeah, especially, I guess, especially at a financial firm where, you know, as the title of the show is revealing a light on the underwear drawer, right? How uncomfortable can you be walking into a situation like this to find someone, the first person that you meet, non-accommodating, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, there's nothing worse even when you're on the phone. We've all experienced it, having that dull tone of voice. Would you want to respond to thank you for calling Carlson Financial Services or Carlson Financial Services. Like your voice means so much to the person on the other end because you don't know what they're experiencing and you don't even know why they're calling. So you have to be anticipating that that person needs some joy in that day. And customer relations is that joy. What other things are specifically important to you in customer service? Responding to client needs is number one. Aside from having a positive voice and being welcoming, I believe that you need to return calls in the first day. I believe if you're unavailable, you need to have a positive message for them. You don't want to say, I'm not available, leave a message. That's just dull. But if you say something like, I'm unavailable at the moment, but I look forward to providing excellent service, please leave a message. I I think I would leave a message. (laughs) I would too. That's super inviting. And then gather as many facts as possible when a person is on the phone or in front of you. Get their contact information. Find out a little bit about them if you can. Likes, dislikes if you have the time, you know, on the, on the particular call. And this way you know that you're not going to have to ask them next time, what was your name again? What was your phone number again? Listen intently, get the information, and then you'll have it to pass on to whomever they're wanting to speak with. And then be proactive. So many people are not proactive. But anticipate what you think you can do to help that person. Maybe you can say, hey, so-and-so is not available at the moment, but how can I help you? Let me give it a try. Then you don't have to pass them on. And the worst thing, as we all know, is passing them from person to person to person. Oh, I hate that. That drives me crazy. Or saying, I'll get back to you, and then never get back to them. Right. So our standard of care is... You respond when you say you will. If you don't know something, you tell them. I don't know, but I will find out. And be friendly and make sure you return calls on that first day. You know what I love, Mary, is that you talk about gathering as many facts as possible on that first 
initial communication that you have with a prospective client, that really to me sounds like time management. And time management as we know today is really important, right? How many tasks do we have to do? How many roles do we have to play in a day where we don't have the time to repeat unnecessary information? So if we had more people like you in this world who really cared and asked us those important questions and remembered that on the second meeting, wow, that that would make life easier, huh? Yes, absolutely. And you know, people are people-oriented. We feed off of each other's energy. And so it's not just the customer relations department that needs to maintain a positive attitude, but really everybody in the company should be welcoming to our clients, should be accommodating, getting them answers, getting quick responses. Because all businesses are based on customer service, a product maybe, or a service maybe, right? So you want returning clients or you want new clients. And so it's going to be based on your relationship with them because people aren't going to refer you if you're a negative environment. And you're not going to get four stars or five stars if, you know, they don't get a positive result or a resolution to their problem. So we're a team. What do clients expect from you, Mary, when they walk into Carlson Financial Services? Well, aside from what we've spoken about, about positive energy, they expect being on time for appointments. When they come, they don't want to sit for 20 minutes and wait for someone. So maintaining an office of efficiency is really important. And like you said, time management is really important. And you want the customer to know that they can trust you. That's very important. And when they come in, our particular business, they're coming in to reveal their underwear drawer, as you said. And so there's a sensitivity. They have to know everything is confidential. They have to know that what comes in this place stays here. And I think in any business, that's a priority as well, is making sure that clients know that they're safe, their information is safe. Let's talk about confidentiality for a minute because that's a really big word when it comes to finances. Um, We have all had tense situations that have occurred. And in the light of everything going on right now in the world where we all need guidance, right? How do you handle a difficult client, especially in the realm of confidentiality? So we've all had difficult clients, whether in person or not in person. And the first thing you have to do is listen intently. That means listen and don't speak, which is really hard for a lot of us to do. You know, we like to interrupt or we like to defend ourselves, but don't. Just listen and let them vent. Then come up with a resolution to their venting. Always show them respect. Be patient in your tone know that you're trying to help. If someone knows that you're trying to help them, it calms them down, it diffuses them. It's when you are antagonistic to someone by defending yourself that makes it a difficult, more difficult situation. So if you listen and then apologize on behalf of the situation, if we let them down or if we were late or whatever can occur in any company, you know, apologize on behalf of yourself or the company and say, let me fix this. 
and then say thank you. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patronage. I appreciate you. Whatever fits the scenario. You have to let people know that you, it wasn't intentional and you want to fix it and you want to have a great relationship and hey, let's start over. Mary, you said to me one time, smile when you're on the phone. Yes, people know when you're smiling. You can feel it, you can hear it, and it's really important to smile. And even when you're saying something negative, it comes across more positive if you're smiling. Can you feel that, podcasters? Mary and I are smiling. (laughs) Mary, what advice can you give for someone that is about to start and develop their own customer service department? I would say make sure you hire the right people. You want people, people to be in the forefront because they're the ones who are going to welcome and going to be the first impression of your company. Then you want to manage your expectations. You need to be clear with your staff. What do you expect? What standard of care do you expect for each person, each client? And then have meetings about it. What's working? What's not working? And then make sure you're getting feedback from the clients along the way, followed by having a good customer relations management software so that you're gathering facts, you're keeping accurate notes, and nothing falls through the cracks. Because the worst thing that could happen is a client calls and you say, oh, you spoke to Mary about that last time and I don't know what you guys talked about. And now nobody can fulfill the expectation of having a result. So if you have a CRM system, then everybody's keeping notes. And anybody can help a client in any situation. And I think that's a real priority. So you've talked about the standard of care multiple times. Um, How does Carlson Financial Services, in your opinion, do it differently than other companies? What's, what's the secret sauce in you, Mary? I think just being a genuine person who genuinely cares, not only about the client, but about the company, your coworkers, the type of service you provide, how much our service really helps a client's life and can help to guide them in areas that they're unfamiliar. And when you do that, you have a source of pride in what you do, and therefore it will enhance how you serve that client because you feel confident yourself. I love that. Those are some great closing words. You, Mary, are absolutely genuine. We thank you for being here today, and you definitely get five stars. Ah, thanks. (laughs) Thanks, podcasters. If you need to reach anyone at Carlson Financial Services, specifically the first wonderful voice that you will encounter, Mary's, you can reach her at 919-554-0080 or write in to us at carlsoninquiry.com, C-A-R-L-S-O-N-I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y.com. Thank you. Investment advisory services offered by duly registered individuals on behalf of Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth LLC and Carlson Financial Services LLC are unaffiliated entities. Insurance products and services are offered through Carlson Financial Services LLC. 
The presence of this podcast shall in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell investment advisory services to any residents of any state other than the state of North Carolina or where otherwise legally permitted. Carlson Financial Services LLC and Roy Carlson is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide, and should not be relied upon for, accounting, legal, tax or investment advice.